Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, welcome everyone. AEW, AEW, double or nothing post show. I messed it up so much in the <laughs> like doing the preview for this too. AE double, double, nothing. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by my two good buddies. First, from Bleacher Report, Phil Lindsay, back from last year. We had to bring you back after last year, Phil. How you doing, man? Two years in a row, man. Very happy to be here. Very but happy this- to be here. <laughs> this is the double or nothing crew. If I can, you know, continue to to hold down this job and keep doing it, because also joining us from post wrestling, he was at Double or Nothing two years ago. Andrew Thompson. Andrew, what's up, buddy? Phil and Germ, it's a pleasure to be here with with, with, with y'all two good men, man. Always, always. Guys, in the chat, you can leave us a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on air. Leave us a thumbs up on the video subscribe to the channel head over to fightful select uh for any type of breaking news uh we also have on the channel right now tron rossaf is streaming uh the media calls the aew double or nothing post-show media calls i don't know who will be speaking on those i assume tony khan and a bunch of other people so you can you can check those out don't go over there now listen to us right now you can you can listen to uh listen to these media calls tony khan's just gonna tell you tremendous show i thought this was top to bottom one of our best shows we've ever produced the crowds being back was very lively you know we had the inner circle we had the introduction of mark henry we had new women's champion and Britt baker we had the elite kenny omega and the young bucks retaining just how great with this show everybody Buddy. I think this is our best show, and now we're on the road to AEW All Out, and that's going to be a tremendous show as well, everybody. Now I'll take questions. That's going to be his intro. You don't have to watch it. I just did it for you. There you go. 
I bet Jeremy fell into the night. There it is. He fell into the night. Gotta, field. gotta bring, gotta bring, gotta bring in. Come on, roll, roll up the sleeves a little bit, like yeah. show, show a little bit of the. the yeah, he does that. He does that. Like that. Gotta get the guns going there. You know, oh, just that pose right there. We're together a little bit, like yeah. There you go. There you go, Phil. <laughs> Anakin says, "Can Andrew tell the story of him oh, almost hey. beating up Jedi?" Look, look, bro, look, bro, look, bro. We 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 not doing this. We we not we not. We we we, we not doing this. Tonight, guys, bro. guys, we get we get a thousand dollars in super chats. Andrew will and tell, I'll tell the story. story. All right, I'll tell the story. Thousand dollars to hear this story. Okay, Sean, everybody. Sean, he, he, Sean trying to pry this out of me. He said he was going to like the, 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 the Sean Roll stories thing or something. Like he he he, he, he trying to get me to tell this story. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Sean says Andrew Thompson appearance. Ooh, this show is amazing. Like Andrew's the goat, man. He's always welcome here. As is Phil. Let's get into the show. First off, crowds. Crowds are back. Did you miss the crowds, Phil? Crowds are back, baby. Definitely missed the crowds. Um, man, I think that made this show feel more special. Um, so it, it was the same kind of vibe as WrestleMania. It just felt like a bigger show because there were crowds. Yeah, man, it, it's definitely good to see crowds back. Like, it's kind of, I don't want to use the word surreal, but it, it is that, like, I'm talking about, like, as far as people being packed in close together, like, it, it's, a, it's a great feeling to see people back in. We open the show with Serena Deeb against Riho for the NWA Women's Championship. Serena Deeb retains the story of the side. Serena was very aggressive in this match, almost heelish uh, to an extent, going after Riho's leg, really working her over. Riho fought, but in the end, Serena locked in the Serenity Lock, got the tap out for the victory. Andrew, what do you think of this match? I think this was one of the best matches on the show, if not the best match on the show. Serena Deeb is uh, a very underappreciated uh, wrestler. I can't believe she was in the PC coaching for this long. And I, what, what is she? What's she like in her early thirties? Not even since Serena Deeb ain't halfway, nowhere near done. And I think her and Rio just proved that they can go out there and probably do this again. Uh, you know that I'm pretty sure they probably what they think they're probably gonna run the Thunder Rosa Serena Deeb match at the next NWA pay per view probably. Don't probably. don't but. even start <laughs> me on this NWA nonsense. Serena Deeb's 34, by the yeah. way. I think they're doing Deeb and Camille and Rosa in like a triple threat match at the NWA pay-per-view. They haven't announced anything. The show's in less than a week. They haven't announced anything. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Phil, what'd you think? I agree. This was probably, for me, the best match on the card. Um, man, these two just, I mean, I think seeing Rio get such a good reaction just reminds you that she's just such a good baby face. And, man, Serena played off of that all match and, like, Every time Riho got a comeback going, Serena would just do something even more savage. So by the time we got to the finish and she healed it up even more, slammed her knee down like she did Red Velvet, I just thought it was great. Perfectly worked match, great psychology. I loved it. Bro, the thing I liked about Serena D the most is like she came out and she instantly she got these big cheers and then like she immediately flipped that and got the crowd to boring and then everybody got behind Rio. I was like, bro, she is so like she she is like hella talented, bro. She Perfectly is so turned. good. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, man, how is she at the performance center just coaching? Like, she is so, so good. And it's nice to see her in this role um and getting this opportunity with AEW and with NWA a little bit. Man, I, I thought this I legitimately thought this was the best match on the show. It, it's mm-hmm. close between this and a couple other matches, but the crowd was super into this. It was nice to have that crowd back for this match. Uh, you know, first match on the show and 
I thought it was the best match on the show. I'm not too surprising that Serena retained, considering she is kind of more NWA than Riho. Kind of weird if Riho went to NWA Power Studio. No, uh, <laughs> so that oh, feels like a weird setting for her. So yeah. I thought Deep. I thought Deep winning was the right call. So, but I love this match. I thought it was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made sure to tell us several times during this match. Rio is in the U.S. for for good guys. Rio's moving the U.S. guys. Rio has moved to the U.S. guys. I'm glad she's here. <laughs> um, if that means we're getting Rio versus Sheeta at some point, I mm. I need to see that rematch. <laughs> and she she's not the champion anymore. We're gonna get uh we're gonna get Rio Rio and Baker hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I say that then the um Rio versus Serena D that happened in the women's tournament back a couple months ago, right? But I remember Serena yeah. D had the knee injury, so it wasn't as I, I guess it wasn't as good compared to this one. But like this one was like the official, like after she already had her you know her surgery and all that. So yeah, Serena D she showed out, man. Yeah, I thought the, I thought this was a great buy-in match. If you were on the fence about potentially buying this show, I think uh, this maybe sold a couple a couple extra buys. At least I hope it did because these women earned it. And we didn't have to listen to Jim Ross tell us Riho's uh, weight three million times. I guess Phil, the, the she's she's in the U.S. now. That was the the Jim Ross telling us her the, the weight the entire time. Yeah. Jose Flores says I drank a good amount of bourbon. I don't know what I remember. Yay! Love pro wrestling. Love fightful capitalism. Sure. I, I hope you remember something after after all your bourbon. All right, buddy. <laughs> We kick things off uh, on the main show with Brian Cage against Hangman Adam Page. Let's talk about this, about this reaction. Man. Oh, my man. God. This man. This man's over. This man's bro. a star. Over, it, over isn't even the word, bro. Like, he is, like, I, I don't even know the word. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the word. I don't even know the word. Bro, <laughs> if they aren't thinking Hangman versus Omega at all out, I don't know what, what the deal is. Like, he is insanely popular with the crowd like and it's crazy because it felt like hey man had these like droughts throughout his time like doing this pandemic era of wrestling like it felt like he was like up and down and then some days like he was just kind of eh. and then like soon as he gets this full crowd back he's like literally right back to where he was uh before the pandemic started yeah um man if this was a i feel like if this show was a signal to trust the process you know shout out to joe Hobart and the philadelphia 76ers um if this was a trust the process like to see where hangman and brit have come in two years to be where they are to get the loudest pops of the night that just says everything about how well AEW has built them both up i think people may have been worried that hangman had cooled during the pandemic because he was getting like the biggest reactions on the show mm-hmm. uh, before before the pandemic, and then they they kind of yeah they kind of cooled him a little bit after the Omega stuff uh, after he lost to Omega he moved into the Dark Order and everything I think people were a little bit worried about Hangman and where he'd be all that was answered very very quickly uh, when his music hit and he got I mean maybe the biggest reaction of the night if, if not it was definitely. it was definitely like top three. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I got, I got to give a little bit, just a, just, a, just a little bit credit to Brian Cage. I think he is a really good heel when he has the people to play off of. Like, you can tell, like, I, I think people like to dislike the character Brian Cage, and he played really well off Hangman. And I, I just think they just mesh real well in the ring together. Brian Cage is about to be a baby face after this. Right. So Cage, Cage was in control. And then Hook and Ricky Starks come down. They're trying to help Cage out. He's like, no, I told you guys to, to stay back. I got this. Uh, Paige ends up catching him with the uh, buckshot lariat for the victory. 
And then Cage just walked out on, on Team Taz here. So I don't know if they're turning Brian Cage, babyface here. It seems like he's parting ways with, with Team Taz at some point. But I thought it was a, a tremendous match. We have an avalanche F5 in this match. Hangman also used an F5. Brian Cage was going for a buckshot lariat, but kind of got uh, tripped up, which was part of the story. But Hangman wins, and then Brian Cage, even Team Taz potentially, turning babyface potentially. Phil, what would you think? So we haven't talked about Brian coming down in this like Power Rangers <laughs> villain armor. He looked like yoked up wasn't he? I don't like it. The armor just looked so <laughs> weird. Like I was like this. I don't know about this look for you, Brian. But the match was so much better than I expected. Like I wasn't really looking forward to this match out of the most of the matches announced. But this match, I felt like overachieved. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with what Phil said. I think this match did overachieve. I think it was one of those matches they like, you, you saw, you probably saw it on the card and you was like, it'd probably be, you know, yeah. it'd probably be okay. And then they really turned it up. And I, I think that initial reaction that Hangman Page got like really turned it up just a little bit extra more. Like it got everybody excited for it. Hey, bro, H- Hangman, like, I, I like th- this is all he needed was was the people and like I feel like now it's just a full sprint to all out. I don't know if he if he'd be the one to beat Omega. It seems like everybody wants him to be the one to beat Omega, but if that's the case, I'm pretty sure ain't nobody gonna complain about it. No, it seems like that's what they've been setting up, and that's what I mean. Pretty much everyone I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people that I've talked to, I know Joseph is calling Hangman it all out. Feels like Hangman it all out is gonna be gonna be the move here. We'll see if that's where they go, but. And it's tough to deny Hangman right now, especially with the reaction he got on this show. Yeah, I was about to say what, what, what a full, uh, full circle story would be because he lost at the, the pay-per-view two years ago, and then two years later he he wins it. I think that would be like a nice little you know, full circle moment. Jose Flores says, Andrew has a cool voice. I appreciate that, man. That's nice. <laughs> so say so nice on here, man. So it's nice, just nice, nice people. Mike Provencher says, very NWA to have the best NWA match of the year on the AEW pre-show. Yeah. Hey, hey, so hold on, wait, real quick, because Joe, Joe had uh, got Nick Aldis quote tweeting him. Was, was, oh, was, oh, <laughs> oh, man. We're trying to buy the NWA, everybody. If you want to help us buy the NWA, go to patreon.com slash the distraction. The more you pay us, the, the higher your role is in the NWA. You can, you can be the champion if you pay us enough, you know? Trying to buy the company. Nick, Nick Aldis will sneak this in germ on Twitter, bro. That is hilarious. <laughs> that shit is, that, that's funny, bro. Like, that is funny. You got the NWA world champion at your neck. <laughs> he got beef with you. He's going to email me again and be like, what's your boss's phone number? <laughs> oh, oh, he just... Oh, he, he just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil. But Brian says, I survived AEW Double or Nothing. I'm moving on. Had to send y'all some love. Hopefully, Joseph Hart is in still in one piece after the Bucks win. He's a Sixers fan. His heart's fine, I'm sure. I assume you mean like in the conference finals, but you know, you got to get there. Hopefully, Jack Crosby got enough ward, though. I don't think Jack Crosby could ever get enough ward though so so we will see um second match on the show young bucks against john moxley and eddie kingston AEW tag team title match i thought the crowd would be more into the wild thing they weren't singing it too much a little disappointing on that one uh the young bucks worked this match like a wwe oh go ahead andrew i'm sorry no 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 you go i was about to say uh like that the crowd they they, they were killing me when they weren't singing along the wild thing and uh orange cassidy's uh what was it, yeah. the, the pixies they, they were killing me with that man what are we doing? What are we doing there? Um, Young Bucks worked this match like a like a WWE tag team, doing some some uh, 
stuff from people we won't mention on this show. And they were doing some bumping and feeding and everything. And the hot tag that Eddie got was was tremendous. Crowd went absolutely crazy for that one. A lot of heat segments in this. First they worked over Eddie, then they worked over Moxley. Some hope spots for for Eddie and, and Moxley, but in the end, multiple BTE triggers on Moxley finished him off. Young Bucks retained. Andrew, what'd you think? I think this was a real solid match to follow up on the you know the Hangman uh, Page match. Like the it was one spot that I, I found real funny. What was it was something that Don Callis said when uh, when they hit the what was it called? They hit the Melsa driver on. I think it was on Moxley on the outside, and Callis was like, "I think a spot just opened up on the roster." I was like, he, <laughs> "Like he, he he he's like he's one of my favorite commentators out there." But yeah, I think this was a real good match. Uh, I I, I kind of thought that they were going to give it to Mox and Eddie, you know, for the feel good you know feel good moment. But I I, I like looking at it hindsight twenty twenty. I probably think, you know, maybe the Young Bucks are probably the best option because I think Santana and Ortiz might be up next. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I've i said this plenty of times on Twitter. The Bucks should just never go back to being baby faces. They're just so much fun as heels. Um, just, I mean, even their tights having the label on it that said tights <laughs> and then the other label that said pockets. It just, all of that stuff is just hilarious to me. And I know some people probably think it's over the top and cheesy, but I think that's what makes it so funny. It's like, even when they came down and they they did the poses and um, Mox came and jumped them immediately, they started stuffing the streamers and match mouth, and he's just reacting super over the top. All of that stuff is hilarious. Um, The match itself was really hard hitting, um, really good storytelling of, you know, them keeping Mox in the middle of the ring and just like decimating them, just pelting them with super kicks. And then when Eddie comes in, they, I mean, at some points I was like, ref, ref, get one of these guys out the ring. How long are you going to keep these guys mm-hmm. in the ring? Like get, get one of these guys out the ring. But I think it worked because it, it, they did enough damage to keep it interesting. Um, but yeah, it never looked like Mox would look weak in this thing. They had to, they had to hit him with what, like three BT triggers to put him away. Yeah, I thought it was great. Hey, Phil and Jeremy, I wanted to ask y'all something. Have y'all ever seen a wrestler that has like shed his, what shed his like? I guess the proper word is like previous employer, like Mox has. I mean, like as far as like anything that he's done in WWE, like it's like he's he, he's not even like compared or like linked to what he's doing in WWE. Like it's just like Mox is like the AEW, you know, doing the stuff at GCW now. I feel like he's like completely shed, like anything negative or anything like involving WWE. I'm just wondering what y'all think. He's maybe. definitely no longer Dean Ambrose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe Kenta. I feel like Kenta has completely eradicated all the Hideo Hitami stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mox, I feel like that was the other thing. When he came out and they were swinging the shoes around and walking through the crowd, <laughs> they looked like tremendous stars in that moment. Mm. It just was so cool, man. I think the difference, at least for me, between like Moxley and Kenta is one, he was like Kenta beforehand and, you know, pretty big on a big That's stage with, with ROH and Noah and everything. Like Hideo Tommy was just like a 205 Live NXT guy. Like Ambrose was the world champion. Like he, he was main eventing shows. He faced Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Like now, yeah, completely, completely different dude. Like to me, he's, he's like the top guy. In wrestling, mm, yeah. outside of like Reigns, if I'm doing like overall draft picks in the entire wrestling world, probably take Reigns one. I'd probably take Moxley two. Like he's mm, yeah. he's tremendous. I love that dude. Uh, Jose Flores says Phil Young Bucks rule. Yes, they do. I you know there was a there was a little bit of heat. People getting mad. I was saying, 
the Bucks put on a good story here. You know, it, it goes against all of the narratives everybody run wants to run with on Twitter. But why why do people think the young Bucks like can't tell I, I I never understood I that. I, I, don't I never know. got it. I feel like somebody said that and people just ran with it. Yeah. Jose also says it's Jose. Sorry, Jose. 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 <laughs> I like how he spelled out Jose. Like what, what alliteration he used there. Okay. <laughs> Jose. Jose. All right. Uh, Taxel says, you think Eddie and Hangman cross paths when he wins the, the world title, standing on the sand, or Eddie and the Dark Order? I don't know. I, it, there's not like a link between like Eddie and yeah. Hangman, is there? Am I, am I missing something? I, I feel like you like putting that you 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 gonna force the crowd to boo one of them. That, yeah. I think yeah, that's what that say. is. Eddie was over. Like I Eddie yes. was like getting bigger cheers than Moxley in this match. Eddie bro, was people love really Eddie Kingston, over. bro. Oh, he rules. <laughs> he he rules. Like just listening to that dude talk, just tremendous, <laughs> just <laughs> tremendous. That dude, that dude is the man. Uh, and Bud Ryan corrected himself. He, he said he hopes Joseph is not too upset about a young Bucks victory, not not the not the Milwaukee Bucks. Joseph, obviously, mm. a big Moxley and King fan. I haven't heard from him. I should text him, make sure he's okay, because uh, yeah, he might he might be okay. Texel says Eddie and Brody connection. I mean, I get that, but like that wasn't really you know surfaced on AEW. Mm. You can bring it up and everything, but it just feels like a, a weird tie-in there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Casino Battle Royale. The Joker in this match was Leo Rush. We'll start there. Big Leo. Big Leo. There you go. Hey, I was happy. I was happy to see Leo Rush. I don't know if he if he signed. Uh, I imagine Tony Khan will get asked that. I wasn't happy that he lasted like three minutes in this match. I mean, he, he ran a little yeah. while, then he's like, all right, he's out. He's out. Phil, what'd you think? I still don't like the format of this match. It's yeah. just so confusing to keep up with. Um, I thought there was a lot of cool spots in this match, but it's just so much going on. Like, I honestly felt like, uh, besides the, the Leo um, surprise, and then, of course, like, the winner – like, this match didn't need to be this far into the car. You almost could have put this in the buy-in and put Serena and Rio on the main car, and it wouldn't have killed anything, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if that's just me. I was say, of course, AEW needed Leo. The, 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 challenge, the challenge man is bringing in the ratings. You, you, need, you need Leo rushing your <laughs> that's roster. That's right. That's 100%. right. But not for real. Like, in all seriousness, though, like, look at the 2021 that Leo Rush has had, bro. Like, he's been in MLW, done some stuff with New Japan, of course, working in Independence, doing the stuff with GCW. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, if, if, the, if the borders weren't, you know, if the restrictions weren't so tight because of COVID, I'm pretty sure Leo Rush would probably be in Japan doing something over there like he, he is having like a hell of a like bounce back year coming out of wwe and i also got to say i'm 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 i was just happy for christian man I, I was happy to see him get his uh his big you know ovation and and i'm pretty sure germ you're gonna bring it up but man jungle boy is like dude like yeah he is over bro like it's crazy so Jungle Boy wins this match. Christian came out first. He was part of the, the first group. I'm with you, Phil. I don't like the format of this thing. The, the structure is, is off a lot of times with these. Battle Royals are tough in general, but when you're like grouping people like this, eh, I'm not really a fan of it. Um, Christian's part of the first group. He got taken out by, by Private Party and Matt Hardy. He outworked everybody by sleeping on the outside uh, for <laughs> for like 10 minutes. Um, and then it came down to Christian Jungle Boy, and and this was the this was the thing. Um, the crowd kind of turned on Christian here, like yeah. they they wanted Jungle Boy 
to to win this match, and they were pulling for him big time. Christian seemed like the the obvious favorite on this, and they went with Jungle Boy, and I respect them for doing it because they could have just easily gone with Christian. I figured this would be like a dynamite main event that they would do uh, since the next pay-per-view is so far away. They mm-hmm. went with Jungle Boy. Listen to the crowd. Jungle Boy is going to get his title match in two weeks. Uh, Andrew, what would you think of Jungle Boy winning? Yeah, I, I definitely think this is the right decision. Like, I, of course, I think like because the the interaction that Kenny Omega and Christian had on you know Dynamite a, a few months back, I instantly thought that you know that was probably going to be you know the case some way down the line, like at a fight for the fallen or a fighter fest show. That was probably going to be the headlining match. But like just listening to the crowd, bro, like it was it it, it was too obvious to like you know. And, and I think you need to further build your young stars, man. The Jungle Boy is clearly one of their young stars, and they'll give him the, a world title opportunity. I think I think he's going to show out when when he gets in there with Kenny. Yeah, man, that that save he did to stay in the match was awesome. Where he came around the ring post, that was smooth. Hey, Phil, that was risky, brother, because that <laughs> bro, that could have went so left. Yes, that it could have. But so it looked left. great. It looked yeah. great. I I thought the finish of the match looked great, and man, I was glad to see Jungle Jungle Boy get just unanimous cheers and get the win. I thought that was I thought that was the right decision. Oh yeah, Phil and Germ, we got to talk about. I, I was one of my biggest surprises on the show. No lie. I was surprised at the reaction that Max Caster got. I thought people was going to boo him for real. I thought he was going to go out there and people were going to boo choked. Him. Bro, Andrew, they, you can't tell me this man did not choke during look, his rap. Look, 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 look. Okay, he messed up at the end. He, 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 he was going, but Dustin Rose wasn't giving him no play. Dustin Rose was like staring like hard. So he was like, look at me, Dustin. And then he was like, yo, yo. And then you had JR mocking him on the commentary talking about, yo, yo. I'm like, come on, man. But he like I, I thought they was gonna boo the hell out of him when he got out there, and they they popped for him because the I, I think it was the beat because the, the beat go hard. We are not gonna say it act like it no. Yeah, it <laughs> the, 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 the beat goes hard on that song. But yeah, like he he did mess up at the end. I, I know what you're talking about. I like Matt Caster. I I would Max Caster. I was glad he got he got a cheer because because he deserved it. I was sad he went out so early. I was like, why, yeah. why is he going out this early? He did pop a doc that though. That, that yo yo pop, pop a doc. He pop a doc a little bit. No, but no, I expected this. I've been saying it for weeks that he was going to thrive as soon as the live crowd came back. If mm. anybody on that roster can play off a live crowd at Tim. Yeah, you, you want to know one of the uh, things I had actually I put this down because I wanted to make sure to mention it. It's crazy, like seeing how far like Dark Order has come, like as far as their reactions go. Because I know y'all remember two years ago when they debuted at Double or Nothing, bro. It was crickets, like it yeah. was horrible. Like people was like, "What in the hell is this that they got going on in the ring?" And like, see where they at right now. Evil Uno getting big pops coming out from his uh, from, he doing the Twitch stream stuff. Like he he blowing up. Like it, it's real crazy to see what Dark Order is right now. Brody, man, Brody elevated man, that group I'm so, so much. Bro, one of the saddest things, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, a bunch of people have mentioned this on social media just over the last couple of weeks, but like the fact that he didn't get to, you know, get that big moment because, you know, everybody has talked about it before, Phil. We've been on podcasts before, Jeremy. We've been on podcasts before, talked about it. Like the fact that he didn't get that big moment in Rochester in his hometown, but that's probably like one of the saddest things because I'm pretty sure that crowd would have went ape shit for him uh, if they would have got to see him live. Cyclops better than Wolverine says, y'all think if Leo and Mark talked backstage? (laughs) Phil, 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 hey bro, at the end of this, like when we got to that, I was going to ask Phil, I was going to ask, because when we did the podcast with uh, with Reg, we had talked about this, the Mark Henry, Leo Rush stuff, and I wonder if like they can't, like they cross paths, because Mark Henry, he was on some real petty stuff, I know you remember that, Jeremy, I think we covered that 
on the yeah. site. Like yeah. he's talking about he's gonna sue Leo Rush and all. I'm like, bro, come on, <laughs> man. Like, dog. <laughs> Nonsense, yeah. nonsense. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's probably interesting. I'm, I'm betting Leo was gone by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian Denny says you guys are on something. You feel like Leo Rush was a good Joker entrant, complete dud. What do you like? Who yeah, I strongly are you disagree with you, brother. Yeah, like I, I don't disagree with you. People Leo's were like, man. people were about to be excited for like the big show or something, like. Leo Rush was good. Leo Rush was actually surprising because I kind of narrowed it down to John yeah. Silver, which would have been great. Mm-hmm. Big Show, which whatever. Nick Gage, which would have been awesome. But like oh, Leo Rush, <laughs> I didn't even like think of. I wasn't right. even thinking Leo right. Rush, so I thought I, it was. I thought it was good. It was a legitimate surprise. And then Leo looked great when he came in. I mean, that Spanish Fly was awesome. What do you mean? I mean, the only other person I think would have been as good as if it was Andrade. But of course, they're probably mm-hmm. saving Andrade for later. People must have think we just thought Brian Daniels was about to come out, man. Let me, tell you something. Let, let, let me tell you something. He will be on, on WWE TV Friday Night SmackDown in July. <laughs> I, I promise you. I can guarantee no, you that. No. I mean, yeah. You're setting yourself up for disappointment if you were. Yeah, that's Brian the thing. Daniels. People people want to talk themselves into like Andrade and Danielson and all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, man, last year was Matt Seidel. All right, like that's kind of the bar. It's like Matt Seidel, and I think it was supposed to be Gage last year, but but still, like that that's sort of the bar for this stuff. It doesn't have to be anything crazy here. Uh, Jose says, "Caster the lyric blaster." There you go. He's a, he's a rapper go. as well. Um, and then we have one more from Kevin Steets. Says the show definitely AEW putting up their young homegrown talent for everyone to see. Jungle Boy, Darby, Hangman, Britt, Sheeta. And Sammy, yeah, homegrown in quotes. People get in trouble for for using that term, apparently, from mm. from what I've seen. Phil, did you get in trouble with the homegrown stuff? No, not I. I was watching that one from afar, but y'all ever seen that meme of the dude smiling while you're looking out the window? I, 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 that's like one of my favorite things with somebody saying something, get, get, getting roasted for something that you agree with. <laughs> yep, I was just like, yeah, man. Sorry that happened to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Uh, the Blaster Kid sends sends in super chat. Blaster Kid, if you if you have uh, you have uh, a, a a text with that, you know, let me know. Send that send that in there. You use some stars with it. All right. Oh, I know what's coming. I, I, <laughs> I know Phil. Phil, you know what's coming next. I heard the gas. Cody and Anthony at GoGo. Oh, Cody comes oh, out with an ode. <laughs> Our oh, American hero, Cody man. Rhodes. Hey, <laughs> a, a, a Jeremy and Phil, I was an honorary Brit for, 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 for this match. I'm telling you. Put, 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 I, I kept seeing the tweets, bread and beans. <laughs> that was the, that was. Cody comes out with an ode to his father, Ric Flair, by wearing an extravagant robe all decked it's, out in America. It's so corny, bro. Oh my god! Like, look, 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 I know you gotta do your thing, bro, but like, I, I, I can't, I can't take it no more, bro. He is the most elite corny person, like, I, I like, 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 bro, bro, that, bro. That that prom like bro that promo that he could I'm not I'm not gonna dive into it because I, I know I don't want to hold everybody too long bro but that like that that that's just like classic like 
white America, like don't have any other view of the outside world. Like, I don't know what's going on except my bubble. Like, let me tell you what I see in this world. And that's all that matters. I'm like, and then you're giving this whole promo about the the biracial child and you got the, the plant dude standing in the thing, with the white dude with the Black Lives Matter shirt who was there with his biracial <laughs> son, but with, 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 the, with his biracial son who tweeted it out on Twitter and shit. Like, I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, I, I understand you trying to present something to the masses, bro, but you ain't gotta be corny about it. Like, I'm, I'm not even gonna get into the whole situation with him and him, you know, all that yeah, th- there you go. No, no, keep going. No, keep going. Oh, keep oh, going. But, 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 Let's but not wrap is, up. Let's bro. keep going. No, nah, bro, but this is killing me, bro. Like, it, it's gonna it's gonna come to a point one day in Cody's life where he's going to have to like g- give his child a speech about or, or have a talk about you know them being black, that child being black and white. And I don't think he understands that. He that Cody kind of gives me like that, like that Dabo Sweeney type vibe. And what I mean by that is Dabo Sweeney. He's like you know white man grew up poor. And he made it to a another level of success. And like I, I remember, he had a situation a couple of years ago. It was like a, a racial situation, and I, I don't think it, he's able to process this idea that black people or people of color can 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 struggle on their way to the top. Like I don't think he really. Like, I think his 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 only mindset is like, look, if you can, if you if you got a chance out there, you can do it. it doesn't matter what skin color you are, whatever it may be. And I think Cody is kind of of the same mindset in a way and it's real weird and that shit is dangerous bro like the the fact that you putting that out there especially with the following that he has and him being so popular amongst a lot of wrestling fans i don't think that's i don't think that's that that's not smart bro and then the way that he keeps pushing this good old america native i'm like bro this country is some shit it is not like (laughs) why like why, why do you keep trying to act like this country is so patriotic but at the same time that's his worldview and that's what he knows and i'm telling you it's gonna come a day where you're gonna have to address that with whoever it may be and he, he's going to open his eyes, bro, because you can't keep banging this, you know, good old America because it, it's, it's two different views. I can't relate to what you're saying because it's not the truth. That's that's his truth. But that's not the yeah. real truth. And that's what's killing me. I I, I really cannot stand when he does this. And I, not, not, not even like character stuff aside. I'm talking about just Cody Rose, the individual like he that like that this whole red, white and blue shit that he got going on. Like he need to scrap that. Like it's it, it's time, bro. Like just just end it. Save us all, and the, the, let's get let's get a move on it. And that's all I got to say. I had to let that out because I'm tired of seeing this shit. So there we go. Andrew, <laughs> just, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, Phil. I was not expecting Andrew to just put Cody in a pack like that. And just, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's smoking <laughs> the Cody pack tonight. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but hey, man, you know. <laughs> but but okay, so char- character Cody aside, I mean, char- talking about Cody the the character now. I think he needs a heel turn, bro. No, 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 no. I mean, like, as far as like him trying to be like baby face, you know, I, I think it's time for Cody to go to the other side because he he, he seemed like he lost some steam to me. I don't know if that's just me. Oof. Like, Oof. Have you guys noticed that, you know, they make such a big deal. Somebody told me this last night, right? They make such a big deal of the face and the heel entrance. And Cody doesn't come out of either one. He comes out of the middle. So mm. it's interesting. It's like he's put himself above. The, the the same dynamic that everybody else is in, um, yeah. Uh, I just don't feel like this match needed the U.S. versus U.K. thing. I feel oh. like it was an entertaining match on its own. I feel like there was a way to build this without any of that. And I just feel like it's a dated wrestling trope. You just don't need to do this U.S. versus the foreigner thing every time you do something like this. It just was totally unnecessary. 
a go-go just had like black tights right like there wasn't he didn't even have like the union jack flag or anything on him like i i said this after after cody's promo which that focus group lied to him um but Focus, just focus, <laughs> focus, <laughs> focus, this month, bro. Hold on, wait. I'm you know, gonna, you know, gonna, you know, gonna, know DDP, you know, DDP and Dimalinko, DDP, because that's his focus group. They're like, yeah, good. So it seems good. Dusty would have loved it, bro. He said focus group, bro. <laughs> what folk, bro? You like what focus group? What focus group? I got. I'm pretty. That's what it was. He just, he's like the legends and the coaches. He's like, yeah, of course, all those dudes loved it. Like, yeah, what are they gonna right, say? Man. Go ahead and do your thing. That sounds great. Wow, well, there's people on on the payroll of the company that you co-run it. Like, yeah, of course they're going to agree with what you. So, like, bro, that promo was the dumbest shit. Like, I, like, <laughs> but it's let, let's yeah. look. Hey, bro, a go go should have won. That's all I got to say. I so, so he here's he, here's won. my thoughts on it. I, I said it after Andrew's promo. I was like, it it doesn't need this. Like, the story no. is that QT Marshall and these guys turned on him, and that's your story. Right there is a go-go. The story should have just been like, yeah, we don't need you. We actually think QT Marshall is a better trainer than you. Like, that's the story. You don't need to do America and U.S. type stuff for this. And as far as this match goes, one, it was too long. And then Cody winning in the manner that he won. And it's like, what? What are we doing, dude? Like, this this is what we're doing. You know, Ogogo's been wiping all these dudes out with one punch. Cody eats like 15 of them and, and he, he's fine. He hit like a couple body shots of the uppercut and Cody's like, ah, I'm good. Let me, let me just hit, uh, <laughs> just man, hit, hit the vertebraker and win. It's like, man, this, 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 this match sucked the air out of the crowd too. They were, they were hot for everything up until this point. And I was like, Nope. Yeah. We're done. Uh, oh, I was surprised how well the crowd reacted to Cody. Like he got a sizable cheer when he came out, and I was really surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I, I on, wonder why. I mean, I, why. <laughs> I mean, we are in Jacksonville. With, uh, yeah, we're in Florida. Yep. Florida man. So I, yeah, he got like a sizable reaction, and then I felt like that didn't last throughout the match because I felt like the no. match, like, it like it dragged on too long, and then I don't feel like there were any spots where it ever felt like. Cody was going to actually lose this match. No. Um, and, I mean, I got to give a go-go all the credit in the world because he looked great. Awesome Olympic slam at the beginning of this thing. I popped for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Great-looking frog splash. He looked great. This was like a great debut for a go-go. And, I mean, to give Cody some credit, he did bust out, like, some stuff we haven't seen him do. Like, he bust out the cattle mutilation and the vertebraker. But this match needed to be much shorter than it was. It just, it went on way too long. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with Cody winning clean. I thought they should have done a different finish though. I pitched a, a stoppage finish. Like he attacks the eye of a go-go. That way you protect Ooh. a go-go a little bit there, but it was just too long. A lot of super chats on this. Uh, Jose yeah. says, Cody was super nice to my daughter. Screw that British dude, but also says a go-go cool though. A go-go is a star in the making. So yeah. I don't I don't know what which British dude he he doesn't like if a go go is cool. Uh, Carlos Easy says we are all no, British, British tonight. tonight. <laughs> uh, let's see, I got I got scroll and scroll and find him. Um, Shay Shay Angel X says, what do you think is next for Cody? Any more foreign villains he can find to be the dream one more time? Man, yeah, Andrew yeah. said it, but go ahead, Andrew. I was gonna say people are gonna be real sick when he take that TNT title of all Miro. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, 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 you laughing. Barbarian threat, man. <laughs> oh, man. 
And yeah, Phil, I was laughing like, oh, no way. It feels like he probably right about that. That, that, sounds, that sounds like a good threat. Um, hey, well, I know we're going to get to a next match, but like, dude, I was not expecting Miro to be this over. Like, oh, he, yeah. He's like getting like great reactions, bro. Like, I, I was surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Carlo, Carlos Easy says American Dream, corny, corny roads. Road. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jordan Hanley says Cody has no self awareness, unlike the Bucks. That's true, man. At least the Bucks and Omega, they kind of get it. Cody, I don't the, know. The, the, the Bucks and Omega, they do the smart thing. Yeah, <laughs> be quiet, just be quiet. Be quiet. Well, Ortega says the most dangerous person in AEW is Tony Schiavone. I don't get that reference. Anybody get that reference? I know. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I what's next for Cody? I could see him going back into the TNT title scene, but. Man, they've got to figure out what they want the direction for him to be in and make this big enough matches for him. Because if it's just, you know, bring somebody else in, put them over, you got to figure out a way to do that other than him just getting these long, extravagant introductions like he did tonight and then predictably winning. It just, it doesn't work. Cyclops better than Wolverine says, after tonight, Cody is dead, so he pulled the Triple H book. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hey, hey, no, you want you want to know what could be next? It's they they, they probably gonna try to run Cody Aldis at all out, all out. Oh three. no, 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 no! I don't yeah. think I don't think they want to touch all this. Honestly, they if they wanted to, they would have done it already. Uh, Dante yeah. says Brandy could have really helped Cody here and isn't. Um, she could have maybe. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I think he's old. He's still over with the crowd that enjoys Cody. I just think you've got to get him out that of the crowd. Place. Yeah. That crowd, that that. Crowd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get that reaction in like Atlanta like, and all those other places. Oh, he's yeah. gonna get that reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cody says Wyatt Russell's U.S. agent from Falcon Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't watch the show. Phil apparently does though. Come on, man. Yeah, US, <laughs> he's the replacement for Captain America, and it just, oh. he just doesn't get over. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what we really want is more shoddy on our team and kind of like Falcon. And we're still getting, you know, quiet on our TV. We don't want <laughs> give us give us big shoddy. Uh, D'Lo Day says I laughed when Cody changed his music again. I hey, I'm glad the Snoop is gone. I didn't yeah. like the Snoop version. So it wasn't I'm good. Glad we're back to the regular kingdom. Um, yeah, it, it the Snoop version wasn't good. No. Uh, guys, get in your super chats. If I missed one, uh, I apologize. We we had a bunch of comments and everything during during the Cody match, so I had to kind of catch up on everything there. Before we get into kind of the second half on the show, it is a a Sean Ross Sap running. Double or nothing? More like double and nothing. When you go to BlueChew.com and you use that code Fightful, maybe you just spent money on a pay per view. Maybe you've sent us a super chat, something like that. Maybe you're like, eh, that wallet's looking kind of light right now. How about free? Use that code FIGHTFUL. You're going to get your first shipment of BlueChew.com for free. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. No doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Nobody looking at your mail and saying, oh, wow, wiener pills. None of that. It comes to you in a discreet package, so you can come not so discreetly from your package. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, they'll receive or you'll receive your prescription in days. 
with that active ingredient that works best for you. It's not just for people that have a problem or that have ED. It's that confidence. You want that confidence, but it does help you achieve those harder, stronger erections. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Put on your best pay-per-view performance. Go double or nothing. Hey, bro, Sean, Sean, wild, bro. She, <laughs> she is wild for that last double. <laughs> this man pulled out a dildo on Russell Talk. All right, like, That's oh how you yes, feeling? yes. He, the Dong Lord, he's just over here, just pulling out dildos and stuff. Like straight, straight like that, huh? What are you gonna do with just this? Like, man? Just like, <laughs> yeah. What, what are you gonna do with this man? Uh, Kimchi said, Co- "Cody, it was a, it was a super chat." Uh, said Cody is is part Cuban. Hey. He claimed. Yeah, I forgot 0.5 percent Cuban. Talk, talk about he Cuban. People be killing me. He need to take it. Get, don't get off ancestry, bro. Get off ancestry. Get off ancestry. His, his mother. His mother's called um, Cuban, right? Oh, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I think that's what it is. I take, hey, I take that back. I man, Phil, Phil got him with that one. Phil, Phil, no, man. I was just trying to clarify it. I didn't want anybody to come for my man. Like, like, <laughs> trying to help him my, out. My, my apologies. I didn't know. <laughs> good, look, good look it out, Phil. Good look it out. They was going to come for me, bro. Good look it out. AEW <laughs> TNT Championship match. Miro against Lance Archer. Uh, Andrew said it earlier. Miro is over. This man is over. He's dude, He's been killing it since he uh, dropped Kip Sabian and everything. The The Thing he did on Busted Open, where he's talking about, hey, you know, in my home, just come here to murder people, go home, spend my money. Tony ain't my ain't my boss; he's my business partner. He's cutting these promos. Oh, Miro's great. I love this match. They beat the hell out of each other. Two big meaty men slapping meat. Jake Roberts came down with the snake, and Miro said, "Fuck your snake," and tossed it up the ramp. And Miro ended up choking him out uh with the the accolade i don't know what he calls it in, in AEW, game over but the game over all right there you go uh phil what do you think of this match uh i thought it was a little long but i think it was possibly coming out of the last match because it dragged and so at this point it was like we were trying to get the energy back into the show um but man i knew once miro finally got a title and he got like a real push it was off to the races and like this totally proved it I mean, he's been cutting great promos, as you said, and the online game has been great. The Twitter stuff, even what he tweeted after the show, and he was saying, man, call PETA. Let's make a fight here, man. Uh, he's, been, he's been fantastic, and I'm super happy for him. Like, he he's one of those guys that deserved something like this for a long time. So I was happy to see the fans, happy to see him back. Yeah, he, he's definitely, like, living up to what everybody thought he could be. And I think they're doing a real good job right out of the gate, building him, like, as a strong TNT champion. Like, he got to win over uh, Dante Martin. And then, uh, you know, of course, he got to win over Lance Archer. I think it's inevitable down the line that Darius is going to come back and try to avenge his brother's loss and get a TNT title match. Like, M- Miro is, like, he, he he's on, like, clicking on all cylinders right now. I'm trying to think about, like, who could be next to challenge him, hopefully. You know, it's not that scenario that, that we uh, talked about uh, just a few few minutes ago. But um, like I, I think it, it, it's, I think it's gonna be somebody that uh, you know, somebody they can work with in the ring. Somebody that's gonna be real smooth. And yeah, Miro, he's doing like an excellent job, bro. I, I love this version of Miro. He's been he's been tremendous. Archer, I wonder where he goes now because it seems like yeah. Jake Roberts and him maybe going going separate ways. And Archer is a good promo. Like he doesn't really need Jake Roberts to be there as a promo. I think Jake can help somebody else 
in that role. What do you see for Archer, Andrew? I don't even know, bro. Like, I, I really can't call it right now. But I was going to ask you. I was like, do, do you kind of feel like, like sometimes, like Jake kind of, and, and I, I like Jake Roberts, but I feel like Jake Roberts. Like, I still think that promo that he cut on Cody um, back last year in March that was like one of the best promos from that has happened in AEW so far. But like, like it, it just feels like Lance has kind of outgrown Jake in a way. Like he doesn't, his, he doesn't need him around him like to speak for him. Lance could just do his own thing. And like I, I don't know what it is. It's just like not clicking anymore. But like as far as Lance goes, like maybe you know just put him on a nice little five match win streak. You know just to build him back up, and then you know whatever happens from there happens from there. Yeah, I I don't know what's next. I mean, I mean, possibly a better promo is all of the Jake stuff we saw on Dark Side of the Ring is because he was pew, pew, shooting. <laughs> <laughs> It, it isn't uh, uh it isn't Jake's dark side of the ring this week about or not his uh, Grizzly Smith's dark side of the ring like but I mean Jake's gonna be in that isn't that this week? I'm not sure if it, if it's this week. I don't know the dark side uh, mm. schedule that well, but yeah, he'll obviously be a big part of that one. But yeah, as Phil said, he was shooting on that Warrior one. <laughs> uh, Zach Barber said, I feel like they overcompensated for the criticism of a Gogo not wrestling. It made no sense that he played Dakota Strange. It's just it was too long of a match. Like, well, he should yeah. he should have slapped him, bro. Yeah, like, I'm with you. Him, bro. Right, yeah. right, like right off the rip. Yeah, I feel like the story should have been: you're going against a guy that's new to wrestling, and he's mostly a striker. Why didn't Cody just out wrestle him? You're the wrestler in this match, and I didn't feel like that came across well here. Yeah, uh, AW Women's Championship match: Kirishita against Britt Baker. We got it, Britt Baker, the face of AEW, the face of AEW Women's Division. She defeated Sheeta, tapped her out with the the lock jaw. She'd almost rolled out of it with a crucifix pin. Britt rolled back into it. Got the submission victory, got her big moment, celebrated with Rebel, got a big hug from Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. at the top of the stage. It's Britt Baker's world, Phil. We're just living in it. Yeah, um, I was happy that, um, one, they gave Sheeta her moment this week on Dynamite, giving her her first in-ring promo and letting her get the cheer that she deserved all the time. I thought that was great. And then on, on top of that, she looked so great in the vignette that they showed beforehand. Mm-hmm. She actually got the, you know, Talk that talk a little bit. <laughs> and so I think she came out of the end this more over than I expected. And I, the crowd was more behind Sheeta at points in this match than I expected because, you know, it seemed like everybody was unanimously behind Britt. But there was a lot of Sheeta chance out there. I was surprised. Um, man, and Sheeta dominated this match for most of the match. Um, and I think that's the right call. I think the right call is to have Britt cheat to win because obviously Sheeta's a better in ring worker than you. So it would have made sense for her to just beat her clean. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, of course, I think we all, you know, unanimously agree that it was the right decision to to have Britt win. It was just her time, bro. Like, yeah. and, and, and Sheeta has had, I think Sheeta has had a really, really good run as AEW Women's Champion. It's kind of unfortunate because when, you know, I don't think AEW's Women's Division was as polished as it is now. Like, they got a lot of different key players in the division. You got people in the wings like Jay Cargill, Red Velvet. You got Big Swole waiting out there. You got... So many different people, Thunder Rosa out there. Like it's so many different people that I'm forgetting yeah, right now. Conti, yeah. Tay Conti, man. Like Anna J coming back uh, somewhere down the line. Like they they didn't have all that back then when she. So she was kind of limited as far as like her options go, and as far as TV time as well, because it wasn't anybody to play off with. But she did do a really solid job as champion, bro. Especially going through that whole 
pandemic era, you know, we kind of end up looking like we at the back end of that. So I, I like Phil said, I'm glad that they, you know, they properly gave her her flowers on Friday night. And, you know, she cut a real good promo. She got to talk her talk, like Phil said, and the uh, stuff clowning Britt Baker a little bit. And that was good to see. She, bro, she, she's going to be like a key player in AEW's women's division for like years, years to come. But like, it, it, it was just Britt's time, bro. Like it wasn't even like, you know, it, it just wasn't even an option. Like I think it was just, you know, after a year longest champion being presented the way she was, and it was just time to pass the torch to the next person. And then, you know, here we go. I mean, Britt said it herself, like carrying this division and through the pandemic was tough. And she's like, I don't know if I could have done that because, you know, Britt was not at the point she was this time last year to where she is now. Uh, yeah, the division is so much stronger now. And hopefully we get more more stories. That was always my complaint about Sheeta as champions. Like she'd have these very good matches like that Penelope Ford match. Last year, they haven't done like anything with Penelope Ford as, as a wrestler since, but like it's kind of a slept on match. Uh, mm-hmm. She was having, and then she faced like Abaddon, like she was having some really good matches. There just wasn't a lot of like meat to yeah. those matches. It was just, hey, it's a, it's a title defense. I hope we get more stories out of it. I hope Sheeta, I imagine she's, she's still going to play a big part in the division. Uh, Carlos Easy says, happy that Sheeta got her celebration. It was Britt's time, and I'm glad they pulled the trigger. Was this a face turn for Britt? Did anybody? Kind of get that yeah. at the end. Man. No, I mean, okay. She still cheated to win. Um, yes, yeah. and, and I mean, I think afterwards, and you can totally hear the thank you, Sheeta chance once they were going backstage. So I didn't feel like it was a deal. I didn't feel like it was a turn. Okay. Yes, I, I was going to ask you guys, like, what, what, how, how would you kind of map out Brit's sort of road to all out? Like, I was thinking, of course, like you, you got to do the Thunder Rosa rematch, like at, at at one of these like specials, like probably at the Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen, and then like maybe. Maybe you throw in there like a red velvet or, you know, somebody mixing there. And I think at All Out, I think the, the match at All Out for the women's title is uh, Britt versus Chris Statlander. I think that's the oh, I think go. that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to go back to Swole. Swole beat her. Swole yeah. was number one contender before the tournament. Never got her title shot again after that. So I feel like you got to go back to Swole at some point. Um, and that's a great thing about switching it and making a heel champion. There are so many baby faces that she can wrestle now. Um, man, you can move you can move Layla Hirsch up at some point. There are so many people she can work with. Um, but yeah, I mean, Statlander seems like a clear choice for All Out. See, I I think I'd go Thunder Rosa at All Out. I love the stat. Mm-hmm. I love uh, going Statlander though. That's a, that's a good call there. But I'm about to say maybe they do Thunder another. Rosa. Maybe they do another hardcore style match, possibly yeah. to follow up on the last one. Yeah, like man, man, imagine that in front of a crowd, Chicago crowd at that. Like that'd be huge. Yeah, I, I would go Thunder Rosa. I'm completely fine if they if they want to go Statlander. Hey, what, like, what, Thunder Rosa, her her uh, contract with the NWA is up at the end of the year, right? Yeah, I know she can't wait, bro. I know, I know she can't <laughs> wait, bro. I know she can. <laughs> she's gonna be trapped in the NWA forever if she lost to Camille. Fortunately, she just took her to a time <laughs> limit. God, that that thing. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting against Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page. Sting, sixty years old. He, just, he takes a suplex on the ramp, pops up, just just going after it right away. Darby <laughs> Allen gets just yeeted into the front row. They they had wrestlers there, thank God. Uh, but man, that was. That was a spot. D'Lo Diggs does hashtag that eat shit. that shit. Uh-huh. Just tossed him right in there. Uh, I love the finish of this match as Scorpio is going for a uh, slingshot cutter and Sting holds onto the ropes. Scorpion death drop. One, two, three. 
Thoughts thing looked great. Not even great for a 60 year old. Like he just, he just looked good in this match. Obviously they, they limited what he was going to do, but right. he looked good. Phil, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, this was served his purpose. Um, got Sting into a debut in front of a live crowd. Got great reaction. Um, man, that, uh, splash he did off of the, off of the stage. I was surprised. I was like, okay. Yeah, it was, but yeah, he, he looked great. He looked great in ring. Um, uh, man, Ethan Page is fantastic. Like throwing, throwing Darby out of the ring, his reaction when Scorpio, <laughs> Scorpio got the move and he's just running back and forth on the apron. I can't wait till they are ready to push Ethan Page as a singles guy. He's just so good. His humor fits perfectly with AEW. I love Ethan Page. The only thing I didn't care for about this match is it feels like I'm worried. What is the plan with Scorpio? Like you, Man. you, you had him win the 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 brass ring, and then he lost his title match. So it doesn't look like he's going to go back into the title picture. So what exactly are you doing with him at this point? Phil, you Phil, you done said it all, my brother. <laughs> you you done said it all. But first, I I, I do got to give props to Sting, bro. He he. He he did really good. Like I, we can't even grades it. Like I know Jeremy mentioned it, but like this dude is sixty. What he's sixty three years old, bro. Yeah, 62, 63, like, Yeah, that, he he did great for somebody his age, bro. Like he he performed really well. He still looks in shape. You know what I'm saying? He look like he take care of himself. So like you know, props to Sting for sure. Like I'm glad he got that big, you know, big hoorah moment. Crowd went crazy for him to see him get the win. But like it's like I I think Darby Allen's gonna be fine. You know he. Darby Allen is over. Like he he's he's stamped in. Like he's good now. Like Darby stamped in. I think Ethan Page is sort of finding his way a little bit, like Phil mentioned, bro. But it's it I, I don't know what it is. Like it just feels like they haven't been able to find like that thing, that one thing for Scorpio Sky for like to really sink like sink his teeth into it. It's just not it is it's just not clicking. I don't know what it is. Like I I felt like it was at the beginning with him and Ethan, but it feels like Ethan is kind of like rising above him a little bit like just as far as like the character stuff and people are starting to like pay attention to ethan a little bit more to scorpio and, it, and it's like I, I don't know man like it's i feel like scorpio is a good baby face but he's he can be a good heel at the same time and it's like yeah. I, like it, it just seemed like he just never recovered like coming out of like that or, or not recovered but like it was just never anything more after you know he won the aw uh world tag team titles i remember when that all that stuff was happening he was over his hell and then like it just yeah, just went away. He yeah. he was the first person to pin Jericho. He was the first yeah. person to pin Jericho in AEW. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but see, even after that, I feel like he was prepared. He was on a good trajectory when he cut that promo on Dark, and he had all of that momentum. I remember. And then that. he got the TNT title match, and then just lost, and that was it. And then, so when I figured when he won the brass ring, I was like, okay, that's it. Like they're going to put him back in the title picture. And then he just lost, and I was like, okay. And I think he's still in a good spot. I enjoy him as a heel. If when they go back on tour, he's back to doing, you know, this is the worst town I've ever been mm-hmm. in and stuff like that again. Cool. But like, I feel at this point, he's ready to be in a title picture, whether that's the TNT title picture or the world title picture. You've got to move him up at some point. You got to do something to progress him forward. Mm-hmm. It seems like Scorpio, like throughout his AEW tenure like he has these like moments where it's like okay this is when they're going to do this with him and then they like never had like i even remember um what was that the late night dynamite show the match he had with ben carter yeah. and then i remember after that everybody was like okay this is this is when they gonna get behind scorpio and it's like they, they did but then you know it, it was I, I don't know man like ho- hopefully you know once they start touring again and going to different cities then you know it think things will pick back up for him 
It but at least, but at least on TV every week. So you know, yeah, it was yeah. weird. It was weird how he just like kind of split from SEU, and there was no nothing, nothing much there. He just kind of like turned heel, and it seemed like he was ready for like a singles push. The heel, then they just put him with Ethan Page, and I think their dynamic has been great. I think they're, I think they've yeah. been a very good tag team. But Scorpio said it himself. He's like, we're we're two singles guys as a tag team. So I don't know how long he is uh, for this. We'll see what they do uh, with with Scorpio Sky. Uh, Valba, I apologize if I screwed that up, uh, is the man they called Sting. He can still do this. He can still do that. He's still big as a bull, still quick as a cat. Did, did somebody, did Jim Ross say that? No, that's the, oh, yeah. oh, oh. That's the theme song. The man they called oh. Sting. The oh, man my God. they called Sting. He does this. He does that. Oh, big God. as a bull, quick as a cat. You look fine. He looks cool. <laughs> He's his so, own man. He's nobody fool. Man, they call Sting. Man, they call Sting. I do not remember this. Um, oh, that was the banger WCW theme, baby. You just reminded me with JR. Jim Ross did a call during the car match that I hated. I hated it. He goes, man, these two may be ladies, but they're not fighting like ladies. <laughs> Ross, don't do that again. Straight up, don't do that. There, 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 there is no worse call from Jim. Like, and, and look, Jr. J- is like my one of my childhood. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? But we, we all love Jr. Bro, you know what I'm saying? He, he just says stupid shit sometimes. But like, that that, that thing he said about Anna J at last year's All Out, bro. When he was oh. like, what, 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 what was it? He was like, did she have a mad wardrobe yeah. malfunction, or was I daydream? I was like, bro, what? You say that on TV? I was yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. JR man, he uh quite the character. But I say at the end of that sting match, he uh he was calling. I think he he like coughed like right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yes. Somebody he was, called. I was like, what? what is happening he, he was there? like, he, he had the scorpion, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell going on over there? <laughs> like Barbara says, can we talk about how Sting looked better in his first match in six years than Taker's looked in any match in the last six? Mm. Kind of the boatyard. He's like, go. That's why the stinger. There, baby. It's the man. The sting. <laughs> He's the man. Uh-oh. Taker looked good in that uh, that tag team match at Extreme Rules, right? Come on, let's give the man some, no, some no, credit. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. They've done more to not overexpose Sting. I mean, he is on TV too much during the week, but they don't overexpose him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was, he was working like a tag team match, like – I don't know. I, I'm not thinking Sting is going to have a great match with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia either. Like, you know, put him in that position. And I don't know if if Sting's going to be able to, to do much with that either. So uh, let, let's – I'm not the biggest Undertaker fan, but you know, let, let's call him a little bit down on the slander and realize that, that Sting was in a tag team match and, and protected in that regard compared to doing singles matches with Goldberg. Yeah. AEW championship match, Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, pack triple threat match. Uh, Omega retains after just a lot of shenanigans at the end. Yeah. Uh, Omega gets, uh, he knocks out the referee. He he hits Pac with all the title belts, which I thought was hilarious, honestly. Uh, he hit him with all four of the titles that he had. And then Aubrey Edwards comes out. He, he crucifix uh Orange Cassidy gets the victory. Orange Cassidy very over, but Kenny Omega remains the AEW World Champion. Andrew, what'd you think? So, like, I, I was kind of like 
in and out for like the first 10 minutes of this match. But like towards the end, they really got me hooked, especially when, like you mentioned, Omega started hitting pack over the head with the belts at the end. And, you know, Don Callis jumping off commentary, you know, uh, immediately going to Omega's defense. Like, I, it, it, like they had like some really good near falls in this match. Like it, it was some points in there. Like I, I, well, I didn't think Omega was going to lose the belts, but like they, they did a good job of like making it seem like it was like a slight possibility that it could happen. Like just maybe even a chance. So they, they I think all three of them, like they deserve their props for this match. And like, I don't think there will ever be a point in AEW when Orange Cassidy isn't over. Like pe- yeah. people, people love Orange Cassidy. And I think they did a real good job of establishing Pac as well. It looked like Pac was kind of just like the dude in there like a little bit, like, I guess, leading up to it. But, like, it, as the match went on and you see what he can do, you get reminded of what he can do. It was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course Pac belongs in this, you know, in this match. But, yeah, we got we got Omega uh, up next at the um, um the Against All Odds show against Moose for the Impact uh, world title. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. And I, I, they, they can go a lot of different ways, like, as far as Omega going forward. So, yeah. man. I this started slow, but once it hit its note, like it just took off. I thought this was one of the better matches on the card. Um, like Kenny coming out with all of the titles for this was the biggest mm. flex in the world. Um, Callus is hilarious. Um, like Andrew said, him yelling shit into the into the into the <laughs> microphone and jumping off of the, out of his seat and running down to help was hilarious. Um, the undertone of him throwing the Impact title to Omega first to help him win the match. Long-term booking, kids. That was that was. I thought that was really really clever. And then continuing the throw belts in was hilarious. Um, Pack looked awesome in this thing. Like I cannot believe that they were really using this guy as a cruiserweight. This guy should be in your world title picture. He's just too good, man. Th- that was one point where he he low blow Cassidy and then just like turned around and jumped out, did a suicide dive, and then immediately jumped back on the post, came in and did this four fifty off the top. And did it all seamlessly. Like it was just, it was amazing. Um, he did several spots in this match that were just incredible. Um, Cassidy never felt like a gimmick guy. Every time he used the pockets, like it looked cool and he did something cool, like especially coming off the top rope when he did it. He did the, the uh, like a senton he did off of the top rope with it. Yeah. And then slid back in the ring and did the kip up and it all looked great. Like, at some points, it looked like Cassidy could really win this match. And every time he almost won, the crowd was erupting every time. This was just a lot of fun, man. And I have to assume this is setting up for a one-on-one with Omega and Cassidy. It has to be. Bro, isn't it crazy, like, how, like, Orange Cassidy, like, you really believe that he could be AEW World Show? Like, bro, that shit is crazy. Like, you like it, it like it, like I'm I'm pretty sure like in other places and I'm not just specifically talking about WWE like may, maybe and, and maybe in other places as well but I don't think Orange Cassidy would be considered like yo you know world champion type guy but like in AEW bro like I I could believe that he that he he could probably pull it off and I don't think people would complain at all I think he would get a, probably like a hell of a reaction if that were to happen one day but like I think they just they, but they've done like such a great job of like keeping Orange Cassidy, like, you know, his character so, like, on point. Yeah, he, he's he's doing, like, really good. Yeah. Carlos Cizzi says, Orange needs to win a belt before the year ends. I I, I don't think it's going to be the world title. The TNT title, yeah. he could potentially get that over Miro. And then the, the tag team titles, I mean, I think uh, Trent and Chucky are, are kind of the teams there. They introduced the trios title. 
at mm. some point that could certainly go to them, but he he's over like without the belt and like having the belt. I'm not saying like this guy needs to be champion, but like he, he just like doesn't need it. He doesn't he's just a guy it. who just like doesn't need the belt. And Don't that's Bray Wyatt him. Don't Bray Wyatt him. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah he, he doesn't need it, bro. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I think this proved he's a main eventer tonight, man. I I think yes. he looked like he belongs in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Phil Felice says crowd lost it when he almost stole the pin. He's yes. over. He's he's yes. very he's very very over. And uh, Carlos Easy said can tell TK is a huge fan of the distraction after all those run ins. So I wanted to mention this at the end of this. A lot. A lot of distractions on this show. Like one in every single match except for the tag team match. We we had uh, the, the first match. We had Team Taz. We had Rebel coming out. We had Jake coming out. And this one, we had Callus coming out. Um, what, what am I, what am I forgetting here? Cody, Cody and a go-go. Maybe there was no distraction there. I mean, Arn, Arn was out there, but we, we forget about that match anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. young bucks, the tag team match, we had Kazarian and the good brothers. There's a lot of distraction stuff uh, throughout this show. Fortunately, like it wasn't always all right, distraction roll up finish like we see elsewhere, but still you gotta, you gotta kind of like produce that and cut that down. Like callous, Callus doing everything here. Omega taking out the ref. Like it lost something for me because I'm like I've seen a distraction in every single match on this show. So when Don Callis does it in this match, I was like, oh, another one. Instead of oh man, I really hate Kenny Omega for cheating. I don't think that's that's like their their intention. Yeah, QT interfered in the the Cody match. So there you go. Just yeah. just a lot of run-ins and stuff. Cut that down. Don't, don't, are you good, Phil? The only thing that I would say, like I said, that made the callous one interesting was mm. I immediately noticed when he threw the impact belt in. I was like, that's really, really smart. Mm. Yeah, See, that, I, one, that one to me, like, I liked it. But again, I, I would have liked it more if I didn't see it all up and down the show. Go ahead, Andrew. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, like, kind of like jump it, like, still still on Omega, but, you know, him having a match with, uh, with, with Andrade coming up at Triple Mania. Do y'all think at some point we see Andrade pop up to, ambush Kenny Omega on Dynamite at some point to kind of, you know, tie that in for the for, for the Triple uh, A Mega Championship? Phil? Um, I could see it. I, I could have seen, it was very possible that he could have been in the uh, Casino Battle Royal, but I think they're saving any kind of match with Omega for the Triple A show. And that's the only reason why I don't think he's turned up yet. Right. Man, if they get Andrade on the show, I kind of thought that maybe he comes out at the end of this match, but then I saw him on vacation uh, on a mm-hmm. boat with, with Charlotte and Rick and Roosh and everybody. I was like, oh, yeah, he ain't, he ain't leaving that to come to come to this show. Sorry. Um, but, man, if, if they get Andrade on the show and they couldn't get a single Rich Swan appearance building up to that match, that's, that's, that's a bad look for Impact. Like, that's man, you can't, you can't yeah. get him on the show, but Andrade is going to pop up. Like, I hope he does. Uh, I still think they, they mishandled that Rich Swan thing, not having him at least show up once on Dynamite. That's a, that's a, that's a, that, that, that's man. Like, I I just don't get how that, like, as much as that match was promoted, like, they didn't have Rich at least send in a promo, you know, just to have some air on screen. Like, the hey, Rich Swan's on Dynamite, calls out Omega, yada, yada, yada. Like, at least that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to have him do a run in, but it's like, they just like, Oh, AEW was like, hey, that's that thing that's happened over there on Impact and our guys over there, so go check it out. Like, it, 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 it's good. But I mean, hopefully, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think they will, but hopefully they, you know, we get some type of appearance from Moose at some point, like, 
yeah. you know, hopefully Moose gets that type of shine that, you know, Rishwan couldn't. Yeah. The, the only thing I can think of is I'm assuming they are doing something else that's like a co-promotional show. That's the only reason I'm thinking mm. maybe they didn't do it. Other than that, I don't know why they never had Rich on there. It was a, it was a weird decision. Uh, Tony Schiavone announces that Mark Henry is all elite. He will speak on Dynamite. He will be a commentator for um, the the AEW Rampage show. And I, I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Someone sent in a super chat uh, that said, Mark Henry, great addition to the 17-man booth. And I did not write down the name. I I, I very much apologize for that. So, so if that was you, note it in the chat, and, and I will uh, correct my mistake. But I, what, what do we think of Mark Henry? Anything? Um, Mark is such a big WWE guy that I was surprised. Like, I, this is sort of like the Paul White thing. I was like, I I did not see Mark leaving, but this just goes to show there's so many people that want to do other things that wrestle with WWE and they're not giving them the opportunities. Like, there's no reason why Christian shouldn't be a WWE right now. There's no reason why Mark shouldn't be coaching. I mean, you've got Bianca Belair, which is somebody he brought to that company in like a main event scene right now. She's a world champion. He should be coaching over there. He should be talent scouting something. And I think it's a missed, it's a missed opportunity on their part to let him mm-hmm. go somewhere else. And in that way, I think he's going to help AEW a lot, you know, behind the scenes and coaching and other things. Now he said some things I think are goofy and I don't <laughs> necessarily care for his personality, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> like like what Mark, of course, like you know, just like Phil said, I think he is gonna be a, a great asset to AEW on the scouting department because you know he did, like Phil said, uh got Bianca Belair, Braun Strowman, you know what I'm saying? Like he 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 obviously has an alpha talent. So uh and then you know he goes to those uh strong man and you know strong woman competitions and you know finds like these elite athletes, you know what I'm saying, that, that people don't even know about. So he's he's obviously gonna be a great addition. I think he'll be solid on commentary as well, you know, backstage and stuff. Um but yeah, I I don't I don't think it's gonna be, you know, I think it's gonna be a good a good addition to to AEW overall. And you know, I think it's gonna be I don't think that's he's gonna be the last person to, you know, get brought in because like I think I think WWE they they need like a real uh a, a reset of how they structure things because they have a lot of people that they could be using in these different roles. They just choose not to like, even me, like I think, um, I think letting Tom Phillips go was like probably one of the biggest mistakes that they could have done on the commentary front. And if I'm Tony Khan, I'm looking at that rampage show and I'm like, Hey, we just get Tom Phillips on there. And then five months after that, we could slot JR out and then put Tom Phillips on dynamite with Shivani and Excalibur and then have it like that. Cause JR even said, then JR said like, this is his contract year or like by the end of, uh, by, by next January. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it. lot of people because they signed a lot of people to a three-year deal when mm-hmm. when it uh, the, the promotion started. So Scorpio's deal is up this year too. Yeah, Ooh. a lot of deals coming Ooh. up. Uh, and, and Janella's too, I think. So yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting, man. But uh, yeah, if, if I'm if I'm Con, Tony Khan, I'm looking at uh, uh, Tom Phillips, get him on that rampage yeah. show, and then once Jim, if, if you you don't want to, you know, you don't want to disrespect, you know what I'm saying, and like bum rush him out, but like slowly start to make that transition because yeah. you know but Tom I, I'm I'm curious to see how Tom Phillips would be in an environment that's not WWE commentary because I think he would be really great yeah I agree um if you're going to keep JR he's so great in those backstage interview segments like the pre-taped ones like I would keep him for those but you could easily slot him out for somebody on the commentary desk mm-hmm. I mean I forgot until they were playing all of the stuff from the impact match 
we got Morrow calling on Mega Max this year, which is still mm. crazy to me. And he's obviously said he still wants to commentate and do wrestling. Man, if they can get Morrow. Oh, Ooh. oh man, that would and be just, And just let him do his thing, bro. Um Yeah. Get get Morrow on one of their shows. He would be great. Uh it was Bid Moon who said the uh the Mark Henry bit there. Man Antonio says Tony said New Japan said yes to his promo on Nick Khan. Hmm. So I guess he, he ran that by New Japan and they're like, yeah, we're we're cool with it. I mean who who in New Japan said it would, would be a thing, but Tama Tonga. It was totally Tama Tonga. He was like, sounds good to me. Good. Tama trying he trying to get himself everywhere, bro. He really is. He really is, though. Uh, we are at the main event, guys. Last chance, get in your super chats. Leave us a thumbs up on the video. You can subscribe to the channel. Stadium Stampede, Inner Circle against the Pinnacle. This was basically a story of what? What do we have? Four different parts here. So we had Jericho pairing off with MJF, FTR pairing off with Santana Ortiz, Hager pairing off with uh, Wardlow, and Guevara pairing off with Spears. Started with Inner Circle rappelling down in, in the stadium, and then they just kind of they battled all throughout uh, the TIAA uh, Stadium, the Jaguar Stadium. We got cameos from Urban, Urban Meyer and, and uh, Charlie Strong. There is uh, Jericho was throwing footballs at MJF. We tried to have a stabbing in the freezer that, that didn't happen. Uh, we had a we had a cameo from Conan, who was the DJ as uh, FTR. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was bro, bro Santana and then, like I, I, I like the part when they had Tully Blanchard like like made him take a drink before they fought, and then yeah. Santana looked back and he was like, "You're," and then Conan was like, <laughs> bro, that, 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 "That was that was great, bro." But Conan is the man, bro. He's the man. Uh, they they battled at the the bar. Wasn't much of a party going on there. Not a lot of people there. You know, they were at the they were watching the event. Hey, the I was say, hey, Phil, you saw Baron Black get slapped, bro. <laughs> yes, my man Baron Black, man. Why you always got to take the L, man? Like, come on, man. Catch, catch, catch his his strays, man. <laughs> Mind his own business, man. The other guy that walked, he walked in and Ortiz just smashed a bottle over his head. I was like, that guy was doing nothing. He was just sitting there. <laughs> Um, and then so Jericho and MJF battle, uh, actually into the, the live stadium. They're battling in the crowd and everything. MJF threatens to toss Jericho off the, off the balcony. doesn't happen. Jericho puts him to a table. We have Sammy and, and Spears coming out. Uh, Sammy runs him over with the golf cart, ends in the ring. Sammy hits the 630 for the pin. Andrew, inner circle lives. Everyone sings Judas. Everyone goes home happy. Andrew, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, looking at the the overall, you know, thing of this, I, I think it was the right decision to have the inner circle stay together. I'm not, as everybody knows, I'm not the uh, biggest Jericho guy or Jake Hager guy for that matter. But I think the group overall, they should have stayed together. Um, and and I think Santana and Ortiz, I think it's time for them to sort of still be within the circle, but sort of branch out into the tag team division. Sammy Guevara, man, like he's done like a complete, you know, 360 from you know, everything that ha- unfolded last summer, you know, but his comments came about about Sasha Banks and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'm not going to be that person to tell somebody, you know, how to feel about, you know, his comments. Cause I think that's, you know, that's just some foul shit that you should just never say. So I'm, 
you know, I, I can't tell nobody to ever get over that, but I don't think people should. But, you know, I think that he has done a good job of, you know, coming out and apologizing for what he said and, you know, just taking ownership because I think that's the smart thing to do. You should have did that. Tessa Blanchard, you know, that's the, that's the smart thing to do, you know, take take ownership of what you said. You know, I think that's the best bet. And, you know, you can let people decide if they want to forgive you or not. But I think Sammy Guevara has done like a, you know, he, he he's done really well coming out of that situation and, you know, publicly and, you know, on screen as well. So, you know, I, I think it was a, you know, a solid job from everybody involved in the match. And, you know, it was, it was good. You know, I, I know there was some parts of at the, like near the end where people were like, right, let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up, man. Let's get, it's getting close, getting a little late. Let's, uh, let's tie this thing together. So yeah, it was a good celebration. That was, you know, per- perfect way to end the pay-per-view with the fireworks and all that good stuff. Phil? Yeah, I didn't know what to make of this. Um, having so much energy from the crowd and going to a cinematic match and taking your crowd yeah. energy out of it was an odd choice, especially in the main event. And then we started with like this boy band interest where they slid down the <laughs> and like walked up with like the sparkly behind them. It was like, I was like, this couldn't be any more corny, but I was like, go for it. Um, it took a while for me to get into the match because it was so cheesy at the beginning, but I mean, it's stadium stampede is supposed to be but i think it just because it was such a long card it was like okay 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 um Mm -hmm. but it was still an entertaining match um i really like the idea of ending it with sammy because sammy technically cost them the uh blood and guts match because he did quit for jericho and having him kind of you know take over in the fourth and you know pin um Spears, I thought that was great. Him was standing the chair shot and doing a beautiful six thirty. I thought oh, that was great. Oh, bro, that that six thirty was clean. I know. Yeah, bro, I, it, it's it's some of those I look at. I'm like, I know that hurt. Like I know as he he landed like flush, like right, like body to body. I was like, oh, I know that hurt. Yeah, it, it looked great, and I mean, mm-hmm. I was concerned if you're not going to break up the inner circle because to me, I think the inner circle has kind of outlasted his shelf life. Like I think Sammy has outgrown them. And I, mm. I think Santana and Ortiz need to be a, a tag team. Like, I think it's just time. They are the best baby faces out of that group. And I just don't buy Jericho as a baby face or Hager for Uh-oh, that matter. Yeah. So yeah. I just think they just stand out and they're ready to move on. Um, but the good thing about this, it didn't make the pinnacle look bad because Spears took the pin. It wasn't like you had something crazy like Jericho pinning MJF in this. Like, I think this was the perfect way to keep Inner Circle together and fortunately this match didn't just like end in the freezer and then everybody else was Mm -hmm. just battling around the arena and stuff while match is over i didn't see referees in a lot of these segments all right you know the matches ended in the ring Mm -hmm. i don't know how i feel about that but i get they had to to go to the live crowd for everything what's the name was uh uh, i am gonna say what's the name uh uh cassie lee peyton royce she was there she was in attendance Uh, she had a sort of a uh a weird interaction. Somebody had took a picture of her, like like holding the front camera, and then she must have she she found it on the internet. She was like, "You could have just asked for a picture." And oh. I was like, "I was like, yeah. <laughs> weird, weird exchange right there, my brother." Uh, some super chats on Stadium Stampede. Cyclops better than Wolverine says, "Can't believe Team Q won looking like bikers for Trump." Uh, Kevin, Kevin Steed says, "Don't know how." <laughs> look at Phil. Look at Phil. Look at Phil. <laughs> 
Kevin C says, don't know how he does it, but Sammy should be the one to beat Miro for the TNT title. You could see that. Definitely mm, see that. Yeah. And uh, Kimchi says, Inner Circle winning made Sammy an absolute babyface hero. It did. They, like I said, it was a nice little callback to, you know, Sammy was the one who quit and he got his big moment. Did anybody have an inkling that potentially Inner Circle turned on Sammy at the end here? Because when he was up on, on the shoulders there, oh. everything, and they're having this big celebration, I. I had I, a small part of me was just like, what if they just turn on him right now? Like this is the big closer, the big angle, the big hook to, to get you to tune in on Dynamite. Didn't happen. I'm glad it didn't happen. Mm. By the way, I, I like the the celebration. Everybody singing Judas. I'm glad it didn't happen. There was a very small part of me that was like, this could happen, right? Anybody else feel that way, Andrew? Like, it, it, just a little part, but like I was thinking, like I think that everything that has happened so far between the pinnacle and the inner circle. Like, like the main thing about this is eventually going to be a singles match between MJF and Chris Jericho. And I think that's probably gonna happen at all out. I think like blood and guts. And even this is just the lead up to that. And then everybody else is kind of going to go their separate ways as far as like, you know, doing their own individual things on the lead up to the MJF versus Chris Jericho match. But I definitely think that, you know, it could have been just a possibility of, you know, them tanning on Sammy Guevara and, you know, like Phil said, like, Sammy probably could have that, that probably would have took Sammy even further, like as a baby face. Like I think that people would have been just one hundred percent on Sammy's side. But like I, I don't know what that would have did for Santana and Ortiz. Like maybe maybe they could have been the people like like what the hell are y'all doing? Maybe Jake could have held him on his shoulders and then Santana and Ortiz, like, why would y'all yeah. do that? You know what I'm saying? But like how, how would that affect MJF and Jericho? Like is, is MJF the baby face? Like it's it, it's like so many different like weird things that could have came out of that, but yeah. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like if they want to do any program coming out of this, it should be MJF versus Sammy. Like, I feel like that's the match. Um, I feel like that's been the match from the beginning of this entire thing, even all the way back to when MJF joined Inner Circle briefly. Like, the tension has always been there between the two of them. Like, I feel like that's the match they should be going towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, closing thoughts. Warren Mills says, I thought overall the show was fun as hell with the crowds. Some matches and booking decisions felt disjointed and or wrong. Eight out of 10 overall. Ryan Martin said fun show, but some of the booking decisions were confusing. I wasn't a fan of the finish to Omega's match, the lack of rules in both tag team matches as well. Phil overall thoughts on the show. I thought this was a very, very good show. The only thing is, like I said, I felt it was a little long. Um, I, I still believe that you didn't really need the the battle royal in that spot on the card because it really slowed down the entire card. Um, I don't know, but other than that, it was really really good show. I think there were matches on it that I weren't I wasn't looking forward to that ended up being really good. Um, so yeah, I didn't have too much complaints. Um, I mean, other than like the go go match, I felt like that was probably the worst match on the card. Um, but I felt like the rest of the match matches were really good. Um, I didn't feel like any of the other matches, like, but I didn't feel like the booking decisions were off. I felt like most of them were the right decisions. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely think it was a great show. The Serena D Rio match that was the match of the night for me for sure. Yeah. Seeing Jungle Boy get his big moment that was that was another plus, and I think they made the right decision with having Christian sort of quote unquote passing the torch or you know however you want to phrase it um you know i'm just thinking about like what what was like what could be some of the marquee matches at the next all out show i know we kind of all like simultaneously kind of agree that it could be brit breaker and statlander or you know a, a, another variation of maybe thunder rosa versus brit breaker in another match i'm gonna say i'm gonna throw a bold prediction kenny omega 
versus Samoa Joe at All Out. Wow, that's extra bold. Throwing it out there. Extra, extra bold. Omega and Joe at All Out. Or or, or, or maybe Joe attacks Kenny Omega at the end of All Out. Okay. Maybe that. There we go. All right. There we go. I I still think it's Hangman and Omega. Yeah. Right, and, right. And yeah. all out. But yeah. There you go. I just had to throw, throw, throw a bowl one out there. You know? <laughs> just stir, stir it up a little bit. Stir it up a little bit, you know. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a very good show. It was clean. You know, they're coming off the, the dud explosion, which uh, was the talking point coming out of the last show. This show was much cleaner, had the happy ending. People with AEW, they create such high expectations. With everything, yeah. you know, everyone thinks, oh, is Danielson going to show up? Is Andrade going to show up? Is this person, is that person? We didn't have any big surprises. I mean, Mark Henry, uh, not really a big surprise. Leo Rush, very good surprise, but, you know, not like top, top name that, that people were, were expecting or anything. But overall, it was just, it was a good show. I'm, I'm with Phil. I'm always going to say this. I don't need four hours. It's it's very long. Uh, you take the crowd out of it at certain points and, and that, that'll hurt things. Um, especially on a Sunday, like, come on guys, Saturday, fun. I could sleep in, I gotta get up and work tomorrow. You know, Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Phil, we gotta get up and work. There's no days off for us media folks. Like we gotta keep <laughs> yeah. going. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, but overall I, I thought, I thought it was a good show and, and good job by AEW. Phil, where can people find you at? You can find me at Phil DL 616 on the Twitter machine. You can find me at Bleach Report as well as Daily DDT. And a, a, a host of other places where you can find my articles. Andrew, I, I was like, I was like, I, I, was, I was waiting. I was like, uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I kind of zoned out for a minute, bro. I'm tired. It's one thirty in the morning. It's I got sleepy for a bit. I ain't even gonna lie. They, 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 they put on the show. I feel like you were just looking like Cody. <laughs> just staring off at the screen. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah they, they can follow me on Twitter, uh, ad Thompson underscore underscore. Uh, same thing on Instagram, and uh, check out my written work over at Post Wrestling and uh, my YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson Interviews. I got an interview with uh, Jeff Jarrett dropping on Tuesday. So yeah, here we go. Wow. What'd you ask Jeff Jarrett? Getting the scoops, Andrew. The uh, scoops. Talked about his uh, departure from. Uh, Global Force Wrestling, his leave of absence from Global Force Wrestling, uh, talked about if he would turn to the ring and he's a very close relationship with Santos Escobar and he thinks um, Escobar is going to be on the main roster by the end of the year. Did you ask him why he didn't drop the title to Monty Brown when he should have? Ooh, I, 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 I should have asked him that. Bro, I, I, somebody, somebody. <laughs> Bro, let me say that Jeff is very uh, evasive with some questions, like he's, he's very, uh, he's, he's very, pro. very media trained. You could yeah, tell, cause I, yeah. I was even asking him stuff about some of the WWE producer stuff and he would, he, he would answer it, but you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, in a way it was like, not giving me to, he, he, you could tell he's very well, you know, media, media trained. trained. Yeah. You, you could he's tell. a pro. Mm. Yeah. He's done like 3 million interviews, uh, promoting this podcast. Oh, too. My goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. So many interviews, bro. Yeah. That, that's, that's like, that's like the hardest to prepare for. I ain't even gonna lie. Like the ones that, you know, they did like a stretch. Right. Like it's right. man. 
But you yeah. got to try to find stuff that hasn't been asked already, but then you also got to ask like certain questions to make sure the promo gets out there and everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's why you're a pro, Andrew. That's why you're a pro, Andrew. Guys, we didn't get a thousand dollars. So Andrew's not going to tell the Jimmy Havoc story. Sorry, everybody. You know, Sorry. I, that was, that was the goal, but yeah, you guys didn't hit it. Come on, give us more money. What are you doing? You had, you had to be there. And the only people that, was, <laughs> the only people that, the only people that saw this, was uh Sean so and, and I know Sean. the follow up. Yeah, I know yeah, the follow up though. Jeremy, you know because you, you you were you, you were in a group chat when you know when this when this unfolded. So oh, I, I know that part, and I know what happened at uh, and, and, in, Baltimore. Uh, in, in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. In Baltimore. So, 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 so a whole uh, a whole thing, man. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I uh, kept my composure, and I'm now I'm, I'm not banned, now I'm not banned from Starcast. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Not bad for Star Guys, we appreciate the support. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Keep checking us out. Subscribe to the channel. You can go over to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming tomorrow. Joseph Holbert and I will be doing a show at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, he will be giving his takes on Double or Nothing, and I will rehash a lot of my takes. But the floor <laughs> will be Joseph's. Uh, Joseph will be doing his takes. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Check out the distraction Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern on this channel. Uh, we'll be talking nonsense and, and doing nonsense like we always do on that show. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We are. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.